Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you You'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe and I'm Georgia and we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations, tips and tricks, products we love and brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Another morning, another sickness. Oh Um, no, what's happened? Do you know what I'm starting off saying? Fuck sake. Oh no. So last night we got um, a text at like 11 o'clock or whatever it was to say, which I would never have been up for, to say uh, nursery is going to be closed tomorrow. We've got um, a sickness bug going round and they can't, um, but there's not enough staff basically. So I'm like, oh, for God's sake, how annoying, like blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so the lovely Natalie who looks after the kids in the afternoon, I I thought, right, I might message her and just see if she's around. She messaged back. She said, yeah, I'm around. Um, I'm getting my nails done, but I, I'll take Gigi. No, no problem. Go on, Natalie. I'll take Gigi. No problem. So I thought, okay, brill, done. Like, you know, ticked off the list. No worries. James was like, well, you know, I can take Gigi to work or whatever if I need to. But I'm thinking... Mm, yeah no mate that's not a good idea um so anyway all sorted I wake up think right I'm gonna get up early you know had a shower did my hair put my makeup on everything is going perfectly I'm thinking that little hurdle no that was no problem yeah you want to throw a sickness bug at me sure I'll deal with it whatever I'm fine anyway then I hear mommy mommy and I'm thinking oh Gigi's awake, go in, sick. Oh, gosh. Everywhere. Oh, no. Yes, just as we're about to leave for the school run. And then obviously, Axel decides he needs a boo just before we go. Oh, and then everything just got turned upside down. So that's my morning. And oh, it was shit. complete chaos before nine o'clock. So, what's so yeah. brilliant about this story is that I spoke to Georgia about half an hour ago and I was like, hey, G, how are you? And she's like, I'm fine. Just getting up. Georgia is the master of pretending that everything is okay. You know, I'm like fine. a swan. Georgia's a swan because on the surface, you're like, how is that bitch looking so good with her perfect hair and her amazing dewy skin? But underneath the water, she's covered in puke and <laughs> yeah, shit. Exactly. <laughs> There's been a lot of swearing on the podcast so far. Yeah. Oh, don't. Anyway, but that's that's just that's just parenting, isn't it? That I is parenting. Like putting a smile on and like just having to get on with it. And that's that's life. That's like that's our life now. Um, I'm excited because my mum's coming today. Oh, that's so lovely. How long haven't you seen her for? Not seen her since beginning of January. So what's that like? 
like six like months five six months yeah, yeah it'll be so months. nice i mean we speak on the phone all the time but mm. um actually physically in person it's going to be so nice to have her here and we're going to go do the school runs together yeah. um which will be lovely because luna's so excited about that so Aww. but i'm just on this brutal shift at work which oh there we go uh, there uh, it is there's the yawn <laughs> i had three hours sleep last night um and then when Whoa. the alarm went off at 2 30 i was just like what is this like how are you supposed to function with it in fact we should call our podcast what is this life <laughs> forget made by mummies. yeah we're gonna call it what is this life and we're gonna do it from our yacht in ibiza sure yeah. see you there sure there sure. we go <laughs> obviously today's podcast um because it's Father's Day on Sunday, we decided that we would do a whole Q&A around fatherhood. So mm. um, how we feel about our dads, our upbringing, uh, the relationship that we have with, um, you know, our, our like important males in our life that maybe have raised us or helped raise us. And then, mm. you know, how we feel about our partners and their sort of parenting styles and skills and what they're like as dads. Mm. So, yeah, it was really interesting. Loads of questions. People love this one. It was really interesting. Um, how, how, like, how, so what sort of dad did you have growing up? Such a lovely question. Um, my dad was really calm. He never really shouted. He was always in his office, like busying away, but he would always like come out and cook dinner for us or take us to tennis and then take us for fish and chips afterwards. And he was always very engaged. Um, he always found the like the girly conversations really awkward, um, <laughs> but he, he was very kind. There was a lot of, like I said, a lot of calm in the house when dad was around and mm. he was super affectionate. I mean, he absolutely adored us. He would either have one or both of us sitting on his lap all the time. Aww. And I remember growing up in Piper which was my family home and we used to um we used to have like uh, we used to put the hose in and like fill up these buckets they were like washing up buckets for the dogs and me and Catherine just used to sit all day just next to him just sitting in these buckets on like hot it sounds random but like on a hot summer day not in a freezing cold winter yeah it just puts in buckets um but um <laughs> just like really yeah he was a great dad and he is obviously super missed because I I, I would have loved to see him as a grandfather as well because mm. I think when they become grandparents they take on a different role again and I would have loved to have seen him kind of you know potentially be a little bit more engaged with the sort of you know baby bit and just having a different role being able to hand them back I think he would have found that maybe a bit easier so he, when the awkward conversations came he could just be like bye you could just walk off yeah not my problem no my problem what about you um yeah I guess similar like I'm I'm close to my dad I'm an only child so it was always just me my mom and my dad um and my dad was always the one that I would go to if my mum said no <laughs> I would always <laughs> go one, to, yeah, he would, he found it, I mean, I think he told me off maybe once and then he cried. I remember seeing him cry because he felt so bad that he really, really shouted at me. And so, yeah, he was always the, the calm one. Um, and it, I knew, you know, obviously if he was cross with me that it was really, really bad because he, he, he rarely would get cross with me. He was always, yeah, like the, the chilled, kind, um, yeah, the kind one, I guess, because you just said about like being really affectionate. And I was only talking to someone the other day about this and she was saying, oh, you know, your dad's really affectionate and mine isn't. And I was thinking... Yeah, I don't think he is anymore. So growing up, yeah, like you say, I used to be sitting on his lap. I remember like holding his hand when I was in secondary school and then someone seeing me and being like dropping his hand and, and he must have felt completely devastated that I did that. Um, but now we're not that affectionate, which is really weird. Like we're not, I'm not that affectionate with him, but he's really affectionate with actual Axel and Gigi. So I think my dad really loved 
me when I was little and he could read me stories and tell me stories and do all of that kind of stuff. And then yeah. I think he found the teenage years really hard. Yeah, really difficult, especially with girls. I think teenage yeah. girls characteristically can be quite tricky. Yeah. Um, I, I completely agree with you. I, 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 I like vividly on many occasions, he'd like get up and walk out, but he yeah. did teach, he did teach me my biggest lesson in life. And I remember it. So I had this, um, I think I've talked about this. I had this Sunday job at Merriman's Garden Center and I was like there to kind of serve scones to the old biddies. They were lovely. They loved me in there. And it was only from nine till 12, but obviously, you know, as I got a little bit older, we were sort of going to parties on Saturday nights and staying up playing spin the bottle all the usual shit yeah and um I remember getting to bed at like five which was obviously incredibly late at like 14 and then yeah. he came in at seven and was like you've got to get up now you've got to go to your I was like you have to call a sickie like, you've <laughs> got to get me out of this if, I remember saying to him if you love me and he was like no I love you and I'm going to make you go to work because it's yeah. the biggest lesson in life he basically taught me how to do a job on after a bender which <laughs> I'm really good at now as well. Which you're still using now. <laughs> I'm good at it. Yeah. Oh, good. Do you know what? Actually, yeah, just thinking about like the teenage years, I think my dad, we kept a lot from my dad, actually, me and my mum. Mm. We, mm. we, you know, we going to parties and stuff. He always sort of knew, I guess, but he didn't want to know the details. You know, he was actually really chilled with boyfriends as well, which I we'd always laughed about like oh gosh you know when Georgie gets a boyfriend they, you know Nick's gonna be a nightmare that's what everyone used to say but actually he he just sort of would watch from afar and make sure everything was okay he was always the fixer so yeah, I probably wouldn't go well, to him it? with like the day-to-day -day stuff as a teenager but I would go to him if something you know if, if shit had hit the fan and I needed him you know if I was in trouble at school if I was in trouble in I would, I would always, always phone him. And actually, I guess I still do now. Mm. Um, he's always there to fix things. He's always there to pick up the pieces. Um, and he likes that role. Like he, mm. li he likes that. He, my mum's still exactly the same. Like with him, if if something's gone on at home while he's at work, she'll phone him and he comes and sorts it out. He likes that. Oh. He likes to be that person. DIY dad. But he can't change a light bulb. Not that dad. Not the dad. No, 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 no. no. Not not the the useful one. He, he can fix a problem, <laughs> but not but not not change a light bulb or put up some shelves. <laughs> Sometimes that's really nice though because you get the emotional stuff and the kind of like you said the problem solving um, yeah. and it's not just the practicalities no it's definitely not the practicalities no 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 definitely not but yeah it's interesting isn't it like I, I don't I guess we talk a lot about our relationships with our mums and stuff like that but I'm glad we're doing this episode because it's it's really made me think about yeah what great, what great dads we had. Yeah, how lucky we are. Let's kick things off with Beth. Um, she said, just wanted to say that sometimes dads get a bad rap, but my husband was amazing and better than me in the newborn phase. After preeclampsia and a C-section, I was useless. Do you know what? That's really nice to hear, isn't it? So mm. lovely to hear. And I think sometimes when they're allowed to, you know, men can really come into their own in those times. You know, I hate that word, Georgia. What? <laughs> Allow. Yeah, when they're allowed to. But yeah. that's true, isn't it? When they are allowed to. Because we know what it's like. We hear, you know, sometimes, especially when you've got a newborn, it's really difficult to let let go when you've just birthed mm. a child it's really mm. difficult for some you know mums to let go and and allow their partner to actually come in yeah I, do you know what I didn't find it that difficult I was I felt so like I'd been run over by a large van <laughs> that I was kind of like 
there you go. Take her. Can you take her? Can you take her? As soon as Dozer came in, I was like, okay, bye. I'm going to go and have a bath. I think, like you said, I do think a lot of people struggle with that. But actually, you can learn so much from your partners. Yeah. I mean, I've said this before, but Dozer had already done it once. He taught me so much about how to be a mum in those early, early stages. And obviously, mm. we'd made the decision that I was going to try try best breeding but in the evenings he would always give Luna a bottle before bed he would do that last kind of dream feed and that was always on uh, with the bottle and it was just lovely for them because they could have their bonding time and he didn't feel pushed out and he felt really involved and it was a 50-50 thing yeah it's actually it's interesting isn't it, isn't it? because I guess with our both you know both Axel and Luna we used the bottle from really early on and there is that whole thing about, you know, dads feeling a bit useless when they're, you know, when their partners are breastfeeding and how they can get involved. And actually, I think James, you know, James would say this when, you know, when I was breastfeeding Axel, he w- was my support, but he didn't necessarily feel connected to Axel in yep. those times. He was helping me as much as he could, but he felt like, well, where's my place with with Axel like what's my role and um and we sort of found like certain moments like for instance every morning at like eight o'clock Axel would just scream the place down and so James took that as his thing so every morning he would put or before he went to training he'd put on the carrier and he would take Axel out for a walk Mm. and he said that, that it was those little things that he found like this is me this is my you know this is my thing that I can do that really changed guess the way he felt in those first few weeks and also again like you said like doing the dream feed those little things um that that yeah that can make a partner feel like they've got a place yeah 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 totally it's so important it's so yeah here we go this this is I don't actually know the name of this person because it's a it's an Instagram handle but how to make your partner appreciate all the little admin bits which they don't see us do. Yeah, we talk about this, don't we, on the podcast? George just leaves. Le- she, yeah, she just leaves <laughs> lists everywhere. She just leaves those like just on the table. There's just like a list of twenty things that she's got to do, and then just writes James with an arrow so he can see it. Um, yeah, I think I think sometimes they just really need it spelled out to them because, yeah. and it's not like I'm doing this and you're not doing anything. It's like you know, let's talk about our roles. What are we doing around the house? Can you help me out with this? Can I help you out with that? You know, I said to Dozer the other day, I was like, there's piles of washing that I've folded up that are still in the laundry. I said, I'm going to work on a Sunday morning. You're just going to be here. Could you please just bring those piles of washing up and put them in the rooms? And, you know, if you would like to put them back in the drawers, that would be great. I just wanted them upstairs and he'd been walking past them for seven fucking days. And I was like, I would normally just leave it and do it myself. And actually, after I said it, I felt really empowered and he took it. And, and and guess what? He just left the piles in the rooms, but at least they were up there and then I could put them away. I think actually we do a lot. We spend a lot of time huffing and puffing about what our partners aren't necessarily doing. Um, mm-hmm. But actually, if we just communicate a little bit more and say, look, how about you take on that and I'll take on this X, Y, and Z, and then it's a bit more equal. They might be a bit more responsive. Yeah, I think you do actually have to spell it out. You do. We had um, like a big blow up the other day. I can't exactly remember how it started, but basically James had come home from work. I was still working and he'd gone straight into the garden to play with Axel and Gigi. Great, fine. Um, But Natalie was still, you know, was still here to, to look after the kids. And in my head, I've thought, well, I'm still working and 
dinner needs to be cooked. So why have you not come in and just started cooking dinner? Like, why have you gone out yeah. and like just started playing with the kids? So I'm there like tapping away, furious. And um, and then he comes in, he's like, well, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, well, I'd just like a bit of support. Yeah. He's like, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, you know, dinner needs to be cooked. The dishwasher needs to be unloaded. You don't actually need to go and speak to the kids, but you have, you've chosen to do that. And he's like, well, just tell me, like, just tell me then. Like, yeah. just, when I walk yeah. through the door, just be like, oh, Jack, like, James, can you just start dinner, please? Like, yeah. he's like, that's all I need. But sometimes it's that weird thing of you what you want them to know without you telling them. But actually, oh, we but need to forget about stuff. that. Yeah, we need to forget about that. And we yeah. need to just be clear, like, please, can you help with this? Please, can you do this? And then suddenly it will become second nature. Because the more like you tell them, the more they know, yeah. right? Do you know what my cousin is? My cousin Fee, who's like in her fifties, she's like a she's like I call her the ball breaker, but I actually, on reflection, just think she's got it completely nailed. Like she's like her husband works; they got two kids. Her husband works in the city, and he comes back, and she's like, I don't care that he's been at work all day. I've been I've been looking after the kids, and when he walked in the door, I'd say, "Get the dinner on. Can you run the bar?" And you know, I think a lot of people will look at it and go, "Like, oh, my partner's come back. They're you know." They're a bit tired and they've been working all day and they've been clients and sitting at desks or manual labor, whatever it is, and you don't want to put it on them. But actually, mm. being at home with your child and looking after them all day is equally as exhausting, probably more. And so yeah. it's okay for us to say it. There is something inherent in women that makes us not want to communicate that with our partners. Yeah. It's weird. I'm guilty of it. And also want to be able to do it all because, yeah. you know, I guess more, more likely there's two parents working nowadays. Yet, typically, the woman seems to naturally pick up all the extra things and want to like protect their partner, like so that mm. they don't have to do them, so they so they don't get stressed out. But in turn, then we end up feeling like completely under it when really, if we'd just been you know open at the beginning, like actually, I can't do all of these things. I can't yeah. do it all. Yeah, then, I'm not superwoman. Yeah, we wouldn't. We wouldn't have got to that. It's all communication, isn't it? George? It is. It is. We'll be right back after this short break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the." F- are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May seventeenth. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential plan on us. Mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? This is from Kimberly. Do you think dads play with their kids differently to mums? And do both have their pros? This is interesting. Definitely in my house. Yeah. James is so much better at playing with the kids than I am. Like, so much better. Yeah. Like, even on holiday, I just sort of watch him, like, 
oh, God, they actually have so much fun <laughs> with you. Yeah. And then I'm there, like, if they've hurt themselves to cuddle them, I'm there if they want to cuddle up and read or, you know, do that kind of thing. And actually, I can't remember who it was, but I remember seeing something on Instagram and there's a, a couple and they'd been they'd been to therapy and the way that they'd sort of got past the hurdle was that they sort of carved out their roles and then they felt quite happy with it right. so I kind of took that as do you know what yeah actually it's all right I don't have to be all things to my children because they've got just like you, you can't be all things to your partner and you can't be all things to your friends like we need more than one one person and one influence so to my children yeah like I'll sit with them and read and I'll sit with them and do like writing and I'll sit with them and do like crafty things you know occasionally I might go out on the trampoline with them or whatever but ultimately I'm not the one that they go to when they want to have a water fight like no. I'm not that I'm not that person. I'm not the one that's going to take them to a the theme park. I'm not. I'm not that person, and that's not my strength. Like I've got other strengths, and so I'm quite happy with that now. Like I'm quite comfortable with that. Um, and I think you do have to kind of work out not like your place, but you know, like work out your strengths, what you enjoy, like all of that kind yep. of stuff. And then I think you thrive. No, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. And like we said, it's just about talking about, you know, not feeling jealous about, yeah. you know, oh, they have more fun. Like I sometimes look at doors and they're all rolling around and they're all yeah. wrestling. And then I'm like, right, come on guys, it's bath time. And they're like, no. And I'm like, oh, I'm breaking up a like a WWF fight here and it looks really fun and then they get the hose out and I'm like I don't really want to get wet because like gets all over <laughs> sometimes yeah. I don't feel like the fun one um mm. so but then for ages I, th I felt upset about that and now I just accept the fact that I am fun just fun in different ways yeah exactly and you yeah. provide like you you give them something different yeah um just like you would with friends yeah you know? exactly. like you've got friends that you you go out with and have a good time with but you might not necessarily phone in a crisis like I've got friends who yeah. would phone you know you just have you just have different people for different things don't you just yeah, human absolutely. nature yeah. this is from Kimberly why do dads get more credit when they do good parenting than mums a couple of questions from Kimberly she sent three uh, in there yeah Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that was Love a good that. one. Why did dads get more credit when, oh, this is brilliant. This is like, yeah. oh, who have you left the baby with? And you go, my husband. They go, oh, daddy daycare. You go, yeah. it's not fucking daddy daycare. Oh, they're just being a parent. He's really oh, hands on. Look at him in the park. Isn't he doing well? Look, look. Isn't it just magic to see that? And I'm like, well, do you say that when I'm running around the park, you know, no. having to do the balancing bars and trying to get down a tiny slide that my ass gets stuck in? Mm. No. I know. It's I weird, know. isn't it? It's really it's weird. It's so weird. But I think it's, you know, decades and decades of us, you know, being fed this narrative. Yeah. That like the mum does everything and then the dad is the provider and then comes in at key moments and you know yeah. it, it's almost been like drilled into us I mean I even find myself doing it with James sometimes like when for instance when I was ill on holiday I, I'm laying there in bed and he's you know obviously taking the kids off for the day and I'm feeling guilty I'm like yeah. I'm feeling like oh god I've just left him to it blah 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 I mean, I didn't have a choice. Yeah. I felt awful. So when you got checked into hospital, when I got checked into hospital, yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. why am I thinking this? Like, if he was ill, 
I would not batter like an eyelid if he wanted to lay in bed. So, And I'm sure he actually, he wasn't with me, but I was doing it to myself. I was thinking, mm. oh God, I feel really bad. Like, he, you know, he's on his own, blah, 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 all this stuff. But actually... What? Where did that come from? Because yeah, he didn't it? care. He was no. more than happy. Like you know, absolutely fine. Like wanting me to get better, and he's more than capable than looking looking after his children. No. Like it's not yeah. a big deal. Yeah, um, they're just weird. It's so weird. I think the answer, Kimberly, is that like Georgia said, I think it's years and years and years of being fed this, this like spoon fed the certain the same language and you know, historically, if you look back on it, but actually now we just need to, like, if anyone says that to me, I just shut it down straight away. I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, it's just equal parenting and that's what we do in our house. That's what I say. And then they're like, they look at me like, it's nice weather we're having, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> okay. How to get my husband to do something with a toddler without asking me if it's right. Oh, this is interesting because this is about confidence building. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes men can feel very disempowered yeah. when it comes to, you know, looking after babes, toddlers and stuff. Because again, you know, if you're the one that stayed at home and you've done the majority of the legwork, um, when someone else comes along, and this is actually to do with us not being able to kind of look outside of the way that we curate things with our with our kids so mm. like we'll have a way that we wipe the bums and do the nappies and you know the position that we we, we put them in when we're breastfeeding or bottle feeding and then someone else comes along and you're like itching to go like mm, that's not that, you haven't quite done it right yeah. you, you're not doing and it's like well it's not not right it's just different and actually if you can bear if you can bear the fact that they put two odd socks on or they're wearing a t-shirt that says Hawaii 1999 on it, <laughs> then that's fine. Just let them get on with it because, you know, if we stop empowering them, they're not going to feel empowered themselves. So potentially maybe to this question, it's about encouraging, saying to your husband, you know, how much your toddler loves to spend time with him, you know, things, certain things that he's doing really well. So for example, if he's like really great at playing with him or you know, interacting or running or whatever it is, just kind of build up your husband's confidence so that he feels, yeah, do you know what? My special time with him is really, yeah. really valuable. Yeah, no, it's so true. And I think it, it, it is, it, it does come from like, an, you know, one partner sort of taking the lead and then someone else feeling scared that they're not doing it right and I think yeah. it's just about letting go and allowing the other person to I guess create their own style of parenting and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. do things their way not saying that's an easy thing to do always it's not it's not as simple as that but I think it is about just biting your tongue sometimes and just letting you know the dad get on with it <laughs> Yeah. How to not tell them how to parent when you have two different parenting styles? I think this actually leads this leads on from the last question. Yeah, well, that's kind of, I mean, we've kind of just answered that, but it's more about us letting go of it than them. You know, we can do all the encouraging, of the, you know, but if, if, if we can't be flexible and look outside mm. of the way that we do things, you know, they are going to have their own parenting style like we do. We have, they're looking at us and going, well, hold on a minute you know, why does she have to write the rules? And we don't have to write the rules. We just take no. it all on, you know, exactly. and that's what makes us so incredible. But also I think when it comes to certain aspects of it, we then can't, like I said, look outside of our curated box. Mm. And also as well, like you are going to have, you know, you're two different people. So you're not always going to be in agreement on a certain thing or a certain style of parenting, but it's about sort of coming together and have like non-negotiables where you both agree, like, you know, we don't let them do this or we do let them do this or whatever. But it's putting on that united front in front of the children. So if, yeah. you know, I, I don't know, for instance, I always say this, but James is definitely more... I guess, 
he's a bit tougher on the kids than I am. Yeah. And sometimes if I think he's taken it too far, I'll leave it. I haven't always done this. Sometimes I have, you know, said it in front of them and then regretted it. But I'll now leave it and then after be like, oh, I think that was a bit harsh. Like I don't yeah. think you ne- I don't think you needed to do that. And then he'll be like, actually, yeah, you're right. Or he'll say no because this, this, and this. Or he'll equally pull me up for being too soft. Like don't let him get away with that or don't let her get away with that. You need to set some boundaries, but not in front of the children. That's, yeah, I think that's that's what it's Which all about. Which is key. Uh, what does your man do for the sisterhood? Love that. Like, I, I'm raising Dozza to be a feminist. <laughs> and I say raising him because when I met him, he, he wasn't. And there was some, you know, just with the rugby banter and the yeah. rugby chat and stuff it was all very laddie and like yes you know he didn't mean to be offensive but I found a lot of the stuff that he was saying quite offensive yeah <laughs> so yeah. I've had to reprogram his brain because that's all he's ever known rugby school and then playing rugby for 15 years and it's all mm. like yeah whoa ruggers and I was like oh you sound like a bunch of twats so shut up it's 2022 yeah mate. exactly so I just pull him up on it and I think what he does is really support other women um you know around him he's a good friend to other women he tries to get involved in you know things and conversations and you know he'll have conversations with his friends about stuff that we've discussed to help out their relationships and I think you know he's just become a lot more engaged when it comes to women's issues women's health you know he always wants to have conversations around you know menopause and periods and how we talk to the girls about stuff and you know he's just he's really trying to raise like a couple of absolute legends yeah actually do you know what so James has got um three older sisters and so he is from uh like a predominantly female household and then when he went moved to South London again he lived with a family yeah where there were more women than there were men so he's had a lot of female influence I guess growing up and I don't think he realized it until he had Gigi almost I don't think he realized how he felt about you know women's issues and all that kind of stuff until he had his own daughter and actually I guess a lot of the learnings from growing up with three older sisters and like understanding the way you know hormones and all of that kind of stuff it it, kind of came into it's kind of come into its own a bit now because he did have that football thing like you say with Dodd where they say certain things and you know you'd pull them up on it and be well actually what do you mean by that like where has that come from because you've got three older sisters and a mum you know who would go out and, and work and do all of these things and it's absolutely incredible. So why are you saying that? And then he suddenly yeah. think, oh, right, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I guess, it, it, and in my, my, I'm from a, a family of like really, you know, the women are, I guess, the not the strong ones, but we kind of like the leaders in the family a little bit. It's called being outnumbered. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We're both from <laughs> we're both from families <laughs> where women dominate. So I think it's it it's been quite a natural thing for for James in particular. All the women that he's been surrounded by. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, look, this is really interesting. I think let's finish on this one. Sometimes I struggle with the amount of attention my husband gives to my child. Yeah. I get this. Yeah. Do you? It's what someone's to put, especially when it was just us for 10 years, I feel bad. I get jealous. Well, I love the honesty from this person. I do. And I and I do understand it. And I think it can, can go both ways. Yep. Because when you become a parent, it's like that whole thing. You throw yourself into that one 
not like task, but one (laughs) thing, one focus, don't you? You're just focused on that. And it's it's so easy to forget everything that's going on around you. And it's so easy to forget about your partner and to forget about yourself. And so I do think you can get into this I guess into this cycle, but you, I, I get it. Like I totally get it. Like sometimes, yeah. in fact, on uh, Monday, James said to me, he, he really wanted to, I mean, it was r- ridiculous, but he really wanted to go to this certain shop after work and he wanted us all to go out for dinner. And it was a bit unrealistic because of clubs and all of that stuff that's going on. And he was like, I just feel like we do everything for the kids and, and, and nothing for me. And it's the same. It's that whole like, me putting all of my like making sure the kids are all right and then forgetting that he wanted to do this one little thing but I thought it was just a bit trivial but actually that was him saying you know I feel a bit pushed out like I I wanted to do this for me so I think these feelings of like jealousy are actually quite not like quite normal if we really think about it and like look at it yeah I, I do agree with you I think it does get easier as well I think if you've gone from you know being with someone for 10 years and then a baby comes along and it's or I don't know how how old their little one is but I think as time goes on you actually kind of don't feel necessarily that you're competing that's quite a strong word to use but actually it's really lovely and it's great and it's nurturing and it's amazing to see the bond between the two of them. And yeah. I think if you are feeling slightly like that, you shouldn't be ashamed of it in any way, shape no. or form. And actually probably sitting down with them and just explaining to your partner and just saying, I just feel, I don't know why I'm feeling like this, but this is how I'm feeling. And, you know, I just wanted to share it with you so that you know. And at that point, maybe he then might turn around to you and maybe give you a little bit more attention and, you yeah. know, put the, put, the, put the baby to bed and then it's all about you too. So I think yeah. it's okay to say it. I think we're so frightened to be vulnerable, even to the people that are closest to us. Yeah. Um, but actually sometimes when we share those sort of, you know, in inverted commas, strange thoughts. I don't think that that's strange. I think that's it's quite natural. It's normal, then, uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You can't ignore your wants and needs. That's yeah. ultimately what it comes down to and you have to address them. Oh, I love that one. It was so nice to talk about dads and our own oh, dads as well at the beginning. I loved it. Me too. Yeah. And it does, you know, it does make you think, doesn't it? Like we can get so wrapped up in our own heads that if, you know, if you're in a heterosexual relationship thinking about the, you know the man in your life and how they're feeling um i'm glad we did this podcast yeah <laughs> and me um now before we say goodbye we've got to do our favorite products from the week so i am gonna get cracking because i put my hair, my hair back and forth. i haven't posted a photograph of it yet because i'm desperate to do this reel that i'm putting together but Ladies and gentlemen, I have a new weft in my hair. I've had hair extensions sewn into my head. Can you believe that? I know. I've st- When you showed me the photo, <gasps> I was like, oh my God, it looks absolutely incredible. Yeah. It really, really does. And it will change your life now because you're like putting clip-ins in yeah. and you won't have to do that. No, I won't have to do that ever again. And she was like, well, it's a bit painful. You know, we have to sew it quite tightly to the head. And I was like, I've had two children. This ain't, pla- this yeah. ain't painful at all. I'll be absolutely. I'll be absolutely fine but I think it is a bit heavy at the end so I'm going to get it cut but I go to Paul Edmonds to get my um, extensions done and she was like I put a few little cheeky products in there for you which one of which I used last night and it's called the Restless Circle and it's an on the go invisible anti-breakage hair mask and it's by Davines and I think I've spoken about them they're an Italian brand. brand yeah and I tell you what my hair 
I mean, it was absolutely fruit, let's be honest. It's looking so good today. Really, really healthy, really shiny. Um, and that's only after one use of it. That's so I'm going to do it twice or three times a week. That's my commitment to my hair. Yeah, I need to get on board with that. Um, I mean, not quite so glamorous, but it's actually Gigi's birthday this weekend. Yeah, We're going to have a little... Well, we're kind of dragging out the celebrations. We're going to Peppa Pig World on Saturday and then her actual birthday's on Monday and then we're having a party next week. But... Um, because we've been away I hadn't really been very organised but I went on the Party Pieces website they actually Mm. sent me a Mother's Day balloon back in March and it lasted for so long I couldn't believe it so I thought right I'm just going to go on there they have everything like they can do like personalised balloons or they do like you know like little table decorations literally any theme anything and it's actually really reasonably priced Um, so yeah like if you're having like a kids party or whatever I really rate them. Um, just, yeah, I, I basically found everything I needed on that one website. We're sorted. We're sorted. We're sorted. So my next product, I'm going to keep on the beauty trail. And I've speak, I've spoken about Apothem before because they, um, I take my CBD drops and I take lights out and I take um, defense during the day. Um, but they've just, I think a couple of months ago, released a sculpt skin CBD oil, which is absolutely amazing. So if you're feeling sore after training, just, you know, exhausted after a long day, or you just want to do some like body brushing or anything like that, you can basically just pop it on. It's like a dry oil. So it goes on really smoothly and it sort of of looks a bit greeny when it comes out, but then it goes on really beautifully and it's got like a, a minty, I've just put it on now. It's kind of like a minty fresh smell to it. And the skin just looks really lovely afterwards. And you can, and obviously you're absorbing CBD at the same time. So I love it. Oh, nice. Um, So this is actually, I'll stay on the beauty train as well. So this is something that I think we've both posted about, actually. And it's an LED mask by Olivia Wilson. Yeah, yeah, I was just about to say that because I was looking at mine. So I'm using it three times a week. I didn't want to, I guess, talk about it. It's quite a big investment um, until I'd used it for a good amount of time to actually say I think it makes a difference. And I can now say I really think it makes a difference. Like, I really, really do. My skin... I feel like more even. Um, like the tone is more even. I feel like a bit more glowy. Um, it's so easy. It's ten minutes, and you can yeah. actually walk around while you're doing it as well. That's what I love. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd really recommend it if you're into your skincare and looking for like that next step. The Olivia Wilson LED mask is an absolute winner. Brilliant. Um, and I really want to share this because I got I got it on Amazon. So you know the um like the Leotard. People wear leotards. I do. So yeah. I like. I was like looking for like the ultimate kind of short leotard because I think it looks really nice with a blazer. And I bought one on Amazon, not knowing that it was like a sculpting one at the same time. Oh wow! Holy shit balls! Right, <laughs> I wore it today. Proper sucks you in right around the bum, right on the inside of the legs, right across the tummy. Just basically, you get like a bit more of an hourglassy figure, and you could put a really nice oversized blazer on it, some like sports socks, and some really cool high tops. And it's quite a nice little like. Um, school run look and the brand is I think it's called Shaper X and it's mm. women's shapewear and it's um, it's like a seamless 
kind of you know bodysuit which's in a short so because of all this hot Ooh. weather but they do them in loads of different colors but yeah it looks really cool so I'll amazing everyone also you can wear it underneath it like dresses or play suits or whatever as well to kind of give you a nice like skimming look love it lovely there you go eat your heart out uh, thank you so much for sending in all of your questions as always these q a's wouldn't happen without you so we're super grateful and if you do have time to rate review subscribe and give the podcast a little follow that would be amazing that would be amazing and if you've got any feedback for us like guests you want to hear from experts you want to hear from topics you want us to cover then please do drop us a dm on instagram we're on at made by mummers and we'll be back on tuesday made by mummers is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely charlotte mason insanity group ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,